You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share heartfelt and inspirational messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself to God's unlimited blessing. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Together today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Can you say this with me? Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. I'm God's servant. I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Father in heaven, have your way in us today. We lean into your word and ask that you speak to us mightily. And uh, we know, Lord God, that you will just meet us where we are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. I want to welcome those of you who are here for the first time. If you're watching this live right now, or if you're going to watch this in uh, later at the later time, I want to welcome you. And I want to just say that we are here to serve you. We are here to uh, give you God's word, God's word that heals, God's word that restores, God's word that makes us strong. And wherever you are, whatever situation you're in, I just know that God's word will minister to you today. If you're sick, God will heal you. If you need provisions, God will provide for you. If you need restoration, um, God will restore your relationships. This year, I believe, will be a year of restoration from 2020. We're now in 2021. That whatever bad things 2020 has brought us, I think that there is still grace in there. We can still see God in those events. And uh, ultimately, many years from now, we will look back and say, oh, wow. These events made me stronger. These events made me have more faith in God. These events made me a better person. These events made me a more loving person. Yes, it scarred me. It has scarred all of us. But let's not put all these to waste because there is a purpose for all these. Okay? So we're going to talk about Matthew chapter 11 to 13. And uh, in these chapters, uh, we will discuss about God's awesome and amazing love. Um, God will uh, God will speak to you, and in in this in the, these chapters, Matthew, the writer, um, wanted to show the different reactions of people to Jesus. Okay, there are three different reactions of people to Jesus. Some people reacted positively to the news about Jesus, about Jesus' birth, about Jesus uh, when, when Jesus started his public life. A lot of people, okay, um, they had a positive reaction to this in, 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 in a way that they welcomed him, okay? Some had a negative, um, negative reaction to Jesus. They, they, they rejected him outright and they wanted to crucify him. In fact, uh, 
uh, the King Herod um, issued a decree that 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 uh, you know they were they were trying to look for Jesus because they were trying to control the people during that time because of the politics during that time they wanted to control because they heard that there was a coming king. So there was a positive reaction, a negative reaction, and then there's a neutral reaction. Some people, deadma, deadma. Uh, they 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 just they just don't care. Oh, is that Jesus? Okay, that's fine with me. Um, but so these are the three different reactions: positive, negative, and neutral. Okay. Now, in 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 the life of a Christian, maybe it really depends on your situation, but it should not be. Um, our reaction to Jesus changes. Um, there, there are times when we are positive, there are times when we are negative, and there are times when we are neutral about it. Um, and, and, and one such person, which we will talk about today, is John the Baptist. John the Baptist. This John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, the guy who baptized Jesus, had a positive reaction and then eventually had a negative reaction. Um, yeah, because he's human, and then I'll explain later. So this forms our one big message for today, which is God is bigger than your expectations. John the Baptist had the different expectation of Jesus. The people during their time had the different expectation. They were expecting a king. And when you talk about the king, as they knew it, king, rulers, uh, 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 um, uh a, a figure of authority, a figure of power, but but they 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 didn't see that. So so they they had a different expectation. But one thing that they missed is that God is always bigger and will always be bigger than your expectation. Are you expecting this big, this much? <laughs> Prepare yourself. Allow yourself to be surprised by God, because God can do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ever think or imagine. Scripture says that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it ever dawned on man what God has in store for those who love him. Do you love God? Give God that space. Give God that chance. We're going to read God's word. We're going to read from uh, Matthew chapter 11. And this is about John the Baptist. Okay. He had a negative reaction towards um, at, at a certain point in his life. He started to have negative reactions. And then this is the story. John the Baptist, who was in prison, um, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. Okay. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we keep looking for someone else? Okay, um, here's the thing. John the Baptist who baptized Jesus, who said, um, I'm not worthy to even untie his sandals. Um, the same John the Baptist who, who, who said, prepare, I prepare ye the way. Is now asking Jesus, are you really the one? Are you really the person that we're looking for? Um, let, let me illustrate it this way. Let's say I was running for president. And then I have a campaign manager 
a, someone that I really trust, someone that I that I uh, trust so deeply that I allow him to campaign for me. So he goes house to house. He he shakes hands and he tells people to vote for me. And then a day before the elections, he comes up to me and says, "Are you really the one?" <laughs> Um, can you really be president? Can you really uh, perform? Or maybe I made a wrong decision. Wh why was there a reaction like this? John the Baptist, why was his reaction like this? Because of disappointed expectation. What is disappointment? Disappointment is failed expectations. And John the Baptist had, had a, a lot of disappointments when it comes to Jesus. Because you have to understand that John the Baptist is a fiery guy. He, 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 he comes before kings. And uh, he, he is a fiery guy. And he, he has no fear of man. And uh, he, he was thinking that if we were expecting a king, at least he should be better than me, braver than me more fiery than me. And he was expecting Jesus in a different way. But God is bigger than your expectations. God is bigger than your expectations. You have to understand that. If you're, if you're asking that question right now, where is God? How is God present in all these? I just want you to know that God is present in your expect. Uh, God is bigger than your expectations, okay? I'm gonna share with you three things that make us doubt God. And uh, we will take this from the lessons in the life of John the Baptist. Three things that why we doubt God, okay? Number one reason why we doubt God is when we are in pain. When we're in pain. Let's read from uh, verse 2. It says, John the Baptist who was in prison. It is painful to be restricted. <laughs> we know that. During the pandemic, we, we are uh, restricted and um, it's, it's painful, much more being in prison. And uh, when I talk about prison, I want you to know that during their time, it's not just you behind bars. The, the conditions are really, really bad. Um, uh, um, okay. Oh, all right. I, I'm going to change my microphone, okay? I, I just realized. Um, okay. I think, is this better? Is this better? Okay. Um, okay. Can you chat me? Is this better? Um, I just realized that I was not using my microphone. Look at my microphone. Ah. Okay. So, guys, can you can you chat me here? Is this better? Anyone who can hear me? Um, yeah, this is cleaner. All right, all right, all right, all right. Thank you, thank you. Okay, okay. Now, okay, so so when I talk about prison, it's not just that. The conditions are really bad. And um, uh, it, it's not just behind bars. You are chained. You are restricted. Your movement is restricted within the room where you are restricted, <laughs> where you are confined. And uh, it, it, it's murky. It's humid. It's hot. You're underground. You're in a dark pit. And, and John was in pain. And this made him 
doubt God. Maybe you're in the same situation. Maybe you're praying and God doesn't seem to have to answer your question. Maybe maybe you have questions that 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 you that need answers. Why are you experiencing pain right now? Why are you suffering right now? Why are is God allowing you to go through all these? When we're in pain, it's easier to doubt God. When when you're in pain, it's it's more automatic to doubt God. When you're happy, you don't doubt God. But where you're lonely and alone, you ask God, where are you? When you're healthy, you don't doubt God. It's easy to praise him when you're healthy. But when you're sick and when you don't understand why you are sick, in spite of everything that you've done, why? then it's easier to doubt God. When we are in pain, it's easy for us to doubt God. And John the Baptist, John the Baptist um, is just asking that question. Are you really the Messiah? Because if you are Messiah, then why do you allow me to go through this? When I stuck to you, when I put my life on the line for you, why? Number two reason why we doubt God is when others have it better. Um, John the Baptist was in prison. He was chained. And I'm sure, you know, because John the Baptist is the cousin of Jesus, and I'm sure he saw Jesus when they were growing up. So, so when John the Baptist is, was in prison, maybe he was feeling hunger. When he's hungry... And he, he remembers his cousin, Jesus, eating, <laughs> um, eating with sinners, having parties. And, and he, Jesus is definitely having it better than him because he's in prison. Jesus was free. Um, so, so when you see other people having a better life than you, we ask God, why? Your neighbor has a spanking brand new BMW and he doesn't even go to church. He doesn't hear mass. You don't know even if he prays. But you, you are serving God. You gave your life to the Lord. You are serving God in the feast. And you're driving a 28-year-old car. When we see other people having it better, we begin to ask God. But I, I discovered a formula to make us more grateful for what we have. And it would be a good practice for 2021. What you do is you stop comparing yourself with people who are above you. People who are bigger than you. Stop comparing yourself to the riches of Manny Pacquiao, the riches of Donald Trump. Did I say Trump? Um, stop comparing because, because given that, you will feel bad because you have less, definitely less. Why don't you start comparing yourself with people who are under you, who are below you, people who are having it worse than you, and then you will see that you have so many things to be grateful for. And always remember 
that someone is having it worse. Yes, some people are having it better than you, but someone is always having it worse. Okay? So, when others have it better, and then number three reason why we doubt God is when others don't act like us. When, when you've come to know Jesus and you have enjoyed this um, relationship that you have with him, um, it's, it's very easy to fall into the temptation of being a little judgmental and self-righteous because we ask, why are they not doing that? Why don't they have a relationship with the Lord? Why can't they pray? Why, 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 why? John the Baptist, who was fiery, um, was at least expecting Jesus to be fiery as well. He, he was expecting Jesus to, to call for a revolution, maybe. But he did not. And John the Baptist was saying, are you really the one? Is this the kind of king that he, you know, if, if it were up to John, he, he would have, in a single snap of a finger, annihilated all enemies, all those who will not follow God. But, but not Jesus. Jesus was forgiving. And when Jesus was on the cross, he even... He even said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Uh, um, John was a hammer. John the Baptist was a hammer. And he goes, bam, 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 bam. Jesus was a healer. But you know what? A hammer sometimes heals. And the healer sometimes hammer. The kingdom of God needs both. The kingdom of God needs people like John the Baptist who are hammers, and they need people like Jesus who's a healer. The world, the kingdom of God needs that because whatever situation you're in, whatever, wherever you are in your life right now, God needs you. God needs you to be his hands and his feet in developing and proclaiming and building the kingdom of God here on earth. God needs both. But the Pharisees, the, 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 the self-righteous people, they, they just hated both. <laughs> they just hated both. And um, here's, here's their reaction to Jesus and to John, okay? Um, in Matthew uh, 11, verse 18, it, it reads, For John didn't spend his time eating and drinking, okay? And you say, you, meaning the Pharisees, say, he's possessed by a demon. On the other hand, the Son of Man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and the friend of tax collectors and other sinners. They rejected both. And what's sad about this is when you do that, you miss out on God's visitation. You miss out on God's visitation in your life. There comes a time in your life when God will visit you. And God will do that through people, through situations, through circumstances, 
sometimes very different from our idea of a visit, but Jesus's visitation will come. And with God's visitation is his vindication. And it's promised in the Bible that your vindication is, will be brighter than the noonday sun. So don't miss out on God's visitation by rejecting other people who are different than you. Here's what I think. In this life, bawal, judgmental. Bawal, judgmental. Because we try to interpret other people's actions using our own maps. You have to understand that every person has a different map. My map is different from yours. Your map is different from your brother's. Okay, now we, we cannot look at the person and judge a person according to our map because it's going to be different. Where is he coming from? Why is he doing that? What, what causes him to do that? We need to understand that. And if we accept that, that people have different maps. And remember, um, we judge people according to our intention. And we, we, we judge ourselves according to our intentions. But we judge other people according to their actions. And it's unfair. Sorry. It's unfair. So, so you don't judge. And, and uh, let's try to be understanding to people. You know, we just don't know the whole story. And unless we're God, we cannot. We cannot judge. Okay. Um, uh, okay. So, so don't miss out on God's visitation in your life a lot of us expect god to answer our prayers in the way we understand it in the way we know it we have our idea of an answered prayers but did you know that most of the time especially when god needs to intervene most of the time our uh, prayers are answered in a different form it comes in a different form but it's always the best for us because god will always work to your advantage now now incidentally i i, I know you know when you pray including myself and i pray i want god to do this but god's not your butler man <laughs> he's not your butler he is god and let him be god let god be god god is we, we, we live and pray and act like God is supposed to follow our will when it should be the other way around. We need to follow God's will. That's why in Scripture, we are encouraged and exhorted to lift everything up in every prayer and petition. But, I say but, at the end of the prayer, we need to say, Lord, not my will but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. I talked to a friend recently. Um, he, he was sick and uh, several complications. And I talked to him and I asked him how he is. And he said, here I am. Yes, I just, I just you know, I'm just living, living by the day. And he said, well, whatever God wills. If, if he wills to take me, then praise God. If he heals me, then praise God. And he's open to what God will do. He's open to God surprising him 
Friends, be open to what God wants and to God's will because God is bigger than your expectation. The second message of today is about, you know, it's, it's, it's connected, but it's, on the other hand, you know, the first message is about us letting God be God and being still and knowing that God is God. Um, but, but this part, second part, and I, I, I promise you, is, is connected, okay? Um, let me start by asking you a question. How many of you want to win in the lotto? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm, guys, I'm not endorsing Lotto. But I just want to ask this question because I'm sure every single person in the Philippines and maybe in the world has imagined that. What if I win the Lotto, especially in 658, when, when the jackpot is going by the hundreds of millions? How many of you want to win a Lotto ticket? Raise your hand. Again, I'm not endorsing it, okay? But I'm just using it as an example. But yeah, a lot of people are raising hands. But my, my question, next question is, how many of you actually bought a lotto ticket? <laughs> how many of you actually bought a lotto ticket already? My point is, there are a lot of things that we want. There are a lot of expectations. But we're not yeah. acting at all. We're not. We want to do things, we want to see things, but we're very passive and we're not acting. Because you know why? Because we act not according to what we want. We act according to what we expect. That's that, I, I want you to think about that. We act not according to what we want, but we act according to what we expect. So what you need to do is to stretch your expectation, enlarge your expectation, believe in a God who is bigger than you, a God who is bigger than your problems, and then act on it. Brother Bo in uh, yesterday's Kapeat uh, Salita was saying, in this coming 2021, preparation is key. You need to prepare. You need to study where, where, where we're going. And right now it's very fluid, but you need to prepare. Preparation is key. And action. Okay? So again, you plan your work and then you work your plan. Okay? So, um, uh, act according to what you expect, but you need to ex ex stretch your expectation. And I need you to be open to allow God to work through you. If you want to change your life, you have to expand your expectations. What are you expecting? Because we have to do this on purpose and deliberately. Okay? You stretch it. Stretch, stretch. Because God is bigger than your expectation. What you don't need to do, you don't want to do right now, is put God in a box. Don't put God in a box. And don't put yourself in a box. Be open to how God will touch you and be open to how God will use you 
Let God do what he wants to do through you. Let that be our prayer tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you are. Let's let that be our prayer. And, and, and can you just join me in, in uh, you know, just, just we'll just say this very short prayer. Lord, say this after me. Lord, I allow you to do what you want to do through me. Use me. Use me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. John the Baptist was doubting. John the Baptist sent people to ask Jesus, are you really Jesus? But if I were Jesus, I would whack John, John the Baptist. What are, you, what are you talking about? You, <laughs> you of all people, you will ask me if I'm the Messiah when you knew. That's why you jumped in your mother's womb. <laughs> When, when, when your mom saw my mom, you jumped in your mother's womb because you know in your heart that I am the Messiah. Why ask that now? And if I were Jesus, I would scold John, but he never did. That's not his nature. He never did. What did he do? He encouraged. So John sent his people to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah? And then this is, this is what John answered. Uh, Jesus answered. He continued to, continued to encourage him. He said, the blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, the dead are raised to life. And the good news is being preached to the poor. In a way, Jesus was telling his followers, tell John about this. Remind John about the good things that are happening. Many times it's easy to focus on the bad things. Many times it's easy to focus on the things that are not going our way. But if you believe in a God who's bigger than you are, you will expand your expectation and you will accept the fact that maybe, maybe there's a better way. And the Bible says that there's always a better way. But here's something that I want you to know. When you get to that point when you're starting to doubt God, I want you to know that God in his infinite goodness, in his infinite grace, even if you doubt him, God does not doubt you because God knows that at the end of the day, you will pull through because he knows that you've got it in you because he placed it in there. So God does not doubt you. That's why he did not, <laughs> he did not scold John. He encouraged him. And God thinks and God knows that you're bigger than you think you are. You see yourself at this small. God sees you this big. Because of your sins, you see yourself this small. But because of his love, God sees you this big. Remember that. Flow with the rhythm of grace. Flow with God's power. Flow and receive God's healing through God's hammering. 
remember if right now you feel that your life is being hammered in front of you at your back on your sides if you feel that you're being hammered it's just god's way of allowing you to go through the pain so that you will get on to the next phase which is his healing god's grace is a hammer that heals if you're being hammered take joy because healing is not far behind in jesus name amen let me pray for you father i come before you today thanking you for your word thanking you for our brothers and sisters who are here with me thank you lord god for putting us where we are dear god we pray that in your goodness you will allow us to understand even a bit of how your kingdom works your kingdom principles in our lives we are bigger than we think we are because we are made in your image and likeness in jesus name amen and amen let's worship let's continue to worship the lord thank you for listening to this podcast from the light of jesus family for more messages like these visit lightfam.com and click on feast teachings